Today is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. This is the KOLL Week 6 Review Show. What is going on, League? It is the Week 6 Review Show, but really, honestly, today, I just want to warn you guys that Week 7 is approaching, and it just so happens that Week 7 is the Bipocalypse, and the preparations are intense. We are getting ready. I hope you are adequately prepared for the Bipocalypse a little bit later in the show, after the review, after the AP poll, I'm going to drop you a little bit of knowledge on the Bipocalypse, and I'm going to tell you how you can be adequately prepared in the future to survive the Bipocalypse. So stay tuned for that, but for right now, I'm going to kick it over to myself to review Week 6 KOLL Action. Take it away. Welcome in for the KOLL's Week 6 Breakdown. In a huge, highly anticipated matchup, Austin 316 defeats the Oracle 151 to 64.96. The Oracle um, was projected pretty low, so it was for the most part expected Austin 316 would pull out their first victory of the season and they did both teams are now one in five on the year Nick top Greg bottom defeats forever on clean 194.8 to 121.86 forever on clean falls to two and four Nick top Greg bottom improves to four and two the Devante's Inferno defeats the Long Island Beast. It was close for a while, but Derrick Henry is just seemingly unstoppable right now. Devante's Inferno scores 190.34 points. Long Island Beast finishes with 166.5. A whole lot of points there for the Long Island Beast as I'm looking up and down the thing right now. They are the fourth highest scoring team this week, and they lose. Very unfortunate, but that's the nature of the beast. The longest yard improves to 5-1. and one. They defeat the Thick Dicks 179.12 to 137.78. The Melonheads drop to 0-6. Still our only, now our only winless team in the league. They lose to the Etlians 138.54. To 94.94, which is pretty cool actually, into the 94.94. The Atlians are now 4 and 2, and the Melonheads, as I said, are 0 and 6. And in our matchup of the week, it was very close all the way to the end. Who's Justice Beaver defeats the number one team in the league for the second week in a row 163.88 to 144.72. 
who's Justice Beaver is on a four-game winning streak and currently rolling. Uh, the most efficient team this week was the DeLongles. Get this. They had a max score of 144.72 and finished with a score of 144.72. He played his best possible starting lineup this week. That is the first team to do that all season. Congratulations to the DeLongles, even though it came in a loss. The most efficient week we've seen all year. Very impressive. The least efficient team was his opponent, whom he lost to. Who's Justice Beaver, who had a max score of 206.98 and finished with just 163.88. Very interesting metric right there. The biggest overachiever this week was Nick Top Greg Bottom, who's projected 147 points and finished with 194. The biggest underachiever was those 0 and 6 Melonheads, who had a possible who had a projection of 138 and finished with 94 points. Something interesting of note. I mean, defense wins championships. That's what they say. And so far this year, um, the most points against is the Melonheads. That, you know, 0-6. Uh, very interesting to note, though, also, is the least amount of points against. is actually the Oracle at only 780. And likewise, I mean, the lowest scoring team in the league is the Oracle. I'm not going to disclose that until I disclose this. The highest scoring team on the season is the DeLongles. They have scored 1,050 points on the year. The Oracle has scored just 494. The DeLongles are more than doubling up on the Oracle on the season in total points. Um, so the highest scoring quarterback this week, Devontae's Inferno, played Kirk Cousins for 34.52. Derrick Henry also for the Devontae's Inferno at 36.6. And C.D. Lamb playing for the Atlians at 36.10. Congratulations to those three gentlemen on their plays of the starts of the week. Now we are going to kick it over to the AP Top 12. Here are your AP Top 12 rankings after week 6. Number 12 is the 0-6 Melonheads. Number 5 is the 1-5 Oracle. Number 10, the 1-5 Austin 316. Number 9, 2-4 Forever on Glean. Number 8, 2-4. Thick Dicks. Number seven. Three and three. Long Island Beasts. Number six. Four and two. Etlians. Number five. Four and two. Nick Top. Greg Bottom. Number four. Four and two. DeLongles. Number three. Five and one. Devante's Inferno. Number two, five and one, Long Island Beasts. And the number one team in the KOLL, 
five and one. Who's Justice Beaver? You heard about the action. Now let's go here from our league's leading scorer this week, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be back, Stefan. 194.8 points this week, the highest scoring team in the league. How are you feeling coming off of this ginormous performance this week? I'm definitely feeling a little bit better about my my team overall. Um, still some still some work to be done. Um, unfortunately, my the schedule seems that I get a, an easy week and then I get you know thrown into a, a buzzsaw. Seems like it's a back and forth kind of thing. I can't get any momentum going. Going up against uh, the longest yard this week, uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, we're going to talk about next week in just a minute. Um, but for now, we're, let's focus on this week real quick. And I, not to beat the same old drum, but Kyler Murray, 33.76. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals offense just really looks like it's going to be hard to stop you got to enjoy the progress Kyler's making. Could be second year in a row as QB1. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he had a down week the week before, but uh, came back strong, four touchdowns. Unfortunately, he had four fumbles as well. But, um, you know, the rest of the team also picked it up. Um, you know, was able to, was able to grab uh, Collins for Seattle with Carter going down. And... Um, you know, everybody just overperformed this week, which was fantastic. Yeah. It's really what I needed. Absolutely. Najee Harris, 24.7. Cooper Cup, another 30-point performance for 34. Someone I really want to focus on your team real quick, that was Derek Carr, 26.54. He started off the season hot. I want to know what your opinion is on not just Derek Carr, but the Raiders as a whole, now that John Gruden is gone in Las Vegas. Yeah, um, who who is stepping in for, to be the coach there? It's some guy I, I never heard of with a weird name I can't pronounce. <laughs> okay, well, um, you know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's what they need. Um, uh, didn't, uh, you know, I've always liked Der- Derek Carr in fantasy um, to, to, to lead the Raiders to victory in the, in the long run. I don't think he's the guy, but for whatever reason, he's like, I haven't, like I said, his name's fantasy stud. He just go, go look over the years. Uh, his numbers are just astronomical when it comes to fantasy. He might not get victories, but he puts up numbers, whether it be, you know, in big blowout wins or garbage time, he just always seems to get it done. Um, that's one of the reasons I picked him up to be my QB two this year. Um, since, uh, Matt Ryan got taken from me by Dylan just before that. So, um, I, I like Derek Carr moving forward. I did try to trade him just, uh, the other day to, uh, to, uh, the thick dicks, but, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't having any of that. So, uh, he was trying to snake Kyler Murray from me as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I think uh, moving forward, um, yeah, I, I have no idea about what's going to go on with uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we'll see this week. They take on Philadelphia uh, in in Vegas. Um, I was I was going to be going to that game actually with a buddy of mine, but uh, yeah, price was uh, way too too crazy. But uh, um, hopefully that'll be a, a good game. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally, I'm a huge fan of Las Vegas now that John Gruden is gone. Uh, listening to the podcast, you probably know my opinion on John Gruden already. He was a bad coach. He was never really good. I, He has a Super Bowl win, and I'm not sure he had anything to do with it. And uh, it was showing this, uh, this stint here with Las Vegas. I think they are way better off now that he is gone. Moving down your lineup here, though, I mean, you had the biggest – score this week and you had guys like donovan peoples jones 27 points jd mckissick 19 points Kenyon drake 21 points all on your bench this is going to be key for you this week because i don't know if you know this but this week is the bipocalypse you know about the bipocalypse oh absolutely i am feeling the bipocalypse that yes is, you are that is the truth and yardy isn't feeling it at all he's got like one guy out it's just amazing um it was one of the reasons I kind of reached out to the Thick Dicks. I was trying to make a big trade. Um, I was actually uh, about to give up Harris for a couple, couple, couple guys, but he just doesn't value players like I do. Um, just trying to undermine me the whole time. So, yeah, I we're just going to stand fast, and Harris is just going to sit the bench this week with his bye week, and um, I'm going to I'm going to plug and play as best I can. Um, saw that uh, Kareem. Um, yeah, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both out, so grabbed um, Johnson there as the next man up. Hopefully he can, uh, you know, put up some numbers since Baker Mayfield also out. So hopefully they just feed the guy the rock and he just keeps running and he does, has a good performance against uh, Denver. Yeah, good luck with that on Thursday night. Obviously, you will be without Najee Harris, Keenan Allen, and Justin Jefferson, all courtesy of the Bipocalypse. The Longest Yard was definitely more adequately prepared for the Bipocalypse than you were, and we're going to have to see if your uh, boarded-up windows are going to <laughs> be able to overcome the Bipocalypse, whereas the Longest Yard has a steel fortress he put up. We'll see who gets it the worst this week. You are projected a 37-point underdog currently. Uh, which is uh, wild. Uh, you guys would have been in a Magic of the Week segment, but it seems like every time I can get one on the podcast, it's the longest yard. So I was trying to do something different. Um, so, so, I mean, beyond that, like we said, a great week this week. Uh, you're dealing with the Bipocalypse, but like you said, the longest yard is on the ledger. It is the marquee matchup of this week. So I'm going to leave you with the final word here. Anything you want to say to the longest yard? Yeah, well... Um... Yeah, good luck this week. Uh, hopefully, you don't fall uh, fall ill to the to just underperforming and uh, and everything. Um, kind of seems like that's what happened to uh, Forever Unclean last week. It wasn't even a contest. So hopefully, uh, the same thing can happen. Maybe Brady will throw like two pick sixes or or something. Or Camaro will just get hurt. You know, never know. You never know, especially when the bipocalypse is looming. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, our highest scoring team this week. Thanks for having me, man. Talk to you later. All right, brother. Bye. What's going on, League? Who's Justice Beaver here? And I just woke up number one in the AP poll. And just like I said, five-game winning streak because I'm the best. This is my world. This is my throne. I said it a few weeks ago. I'm king. I told you that. We're going to move on from that point. This week, I'm taking on Austin 316, number one ranked in the AP poll against one in five Austin 316. 
I have guys on by. I got guys who are injured. I got the deepest depths of my lineup starting this week, and it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I am the best in the world. I'm the best to ever do it. I'm the best drafter. I make the best moves. I complete my roster. Go and look at all the trades that have been made in the KOLL. Please, go ahead. I'll wait. Open up the sleeper app. I'll wait. Look at all the trades that have been made. There have been over 40 trades in the KOLL. Take a look at them. Look at the ones that have been impactful. Look at the ones that have made a difference. Who's involved in those trades? It's who's Justice Beaver. I'm that man. I'm the smartest. I'm the most prepared. I know the most shit. I'm a fantasy football god. And you are all bearing witness to my greatness. Step in line and get put down by who's Justice Beaver. Number one, baby. Little Paw Patrol in the background. There's my son, too. Just a little editor's note. I said number two was the Long Island Beast. We know that's not true. It's the longest yard. Just editor's note there. Now we're going to kick it over. I got a survival guide because the bipocalypse is upon us. Listen in. What is going on? We have arrived. I have my 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 vape here next to me so I can keep myself be calm because this week is the bipocalypse and I am terrified. If you don't know what the bipocalypse is, I mean read a freaking book. Six teams on a bye. Six teams. Cowboys, Jaguars, Chargers, Vikings, Steelers, Bills, six teams, all those great players on by. There's no Najee Harris, there's no Stefan Diggs, there's no Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, there's no Dalvin Cook, there's no Austin Eckler, there's no Mike Williams, there's no Justin Herbert, there's no Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, oh my good God. Bipocalypse is upon us, but have no fear Though it may not help you this year because it has already arrived, I hope that I can help you adequately prepare yourself for the future of the Bipocalypse. I have a five-step system. Step one, you need to be prepared. I am not saying go out of your way and draft based off of bye weeks. Do not cost yourself a player for one week. That's not what I'm saying. However, you need to know at least one full waiver week ahead who you have on a buy. I personally like to go two weeks, but at the very least, one week waiver ahead of the bye week, you need to make sure you are actively trying to fill those roster spots for the Bipocalypse. I'm saying when you are going onto your week five waivers, you need to know who is on a bye in week six. This is important. If you have done this, congratulations, you have survived the Bipocalypse. If you fail to do so, Step two is to ensure yourself that you are adequately prepared to survive the bipocalypse. All I'm saying is make sure that you have a complete roster. Do the league the justice, the integrity. We need to keep the integrity in the league. Do the league a favor. Do the commissioner a favor. Do yourself a favor and make sure you have all 10 starting lineup spots covered. If you have done this,
Congratulations, you have survived the bipocalypse. If you didn't, move on to step three. Step three, you need to buy, sell, and trade those goods. Listen, if you don't have enough startable players on your roster, it's possible. The Bipocalypse is crazy. It's intense. There are so many great players on by. It's very possible you don't have 10 startable players. You need to take some of those guys you have on a buy. It may be a guy you really like. It may be a guy who is very talented and you may need to trade down, but this is the position you have put yourself in by failing to do the first two steps. So here we are. Now you have Mike Williams on a bye. You don't have a 10th guy to start. You might have to go ahead and trade a stud like Mike Williams down to somebody like Robert Woods to get yourself a startable player. I know it sounds ridiculous, but you cannot punt a week. You can't do it. You got to fill out that roster. Buy, sell, and trade those goods right now and make sure you have enough startable players. If you have done this, congratulations. You have survived the bipocalypse. If you haven't done this, continue to step four. Step four is never leave the house unarmed. This is what I mean. The week is over. You are heading into the bipocalypse. You better make sure you have put in that waiver claim. You have made that trade offer. You have laid down the groundwork to fill out your roster before you leave. Before you leave for work in the morning. Before you go to school. Before you go piddle yourself in the shower. You need to make sure you've laid down the groundwork to complete your roster. I'm serious. The moment you sleep, an opponent is going to take that resource from you and kick you while you're down. I can't speak for everybody in this league, but I know for me personally, as a player, if I see the bipocalypse coming, I am going to ensure that it is you getting swept up by the cyclone of buys and not me. I'm going to take that resource whether I need him or not and ensure you're the one lagging behind and I'm the one who gets away from the bipocalypse. If you have done this, if you have achieved step five, congratulations, you have survived the bipocalypse. If not, move on to step five. Now step five is to abandon all hope. It's lost. You haven't prepared yourself for the bipocalypse. You haven't taken the steps to adequately have your roster set. The bipocalypse is here and you aren't ready. This is a dynasty league. Typically in step five, I'm telling you blow your load on Zach Wilson and D-Ernest, whoever the fuck is playing running back for the Browns this week. Blow your load on them and pray for a miracle. That's typically step five. Cut your head off is step five. Blow your load. This is a dynasty now. Now you are stuck. You're playing a backup tight end. You're playing tight end 27. You're playing a third string running back because you didn't prepare yourself for the bipocalypse. I'm here to tell you that if you have reached step five, you have not survived the bipocalypse. And this week, you are dead. I hope 
that each and every member of this league has accomplished one of the four first steps and you are giving yourself a fighting chance to survive this week. If you have not, chalk up the loss, hide yourself in the dark, and hope to God your opponent is less prepared than you. K-O-L-L, week seven, the bipocalypse is upon us. Lord have mercy on our souls. There you have it. Another week is in the books. I can't believe we are through week six already. We heard from our league's leading scorer. We got a new AP top 12. I told you how to survive the bipocalypse. It's coming. Week seven, the bipocalypse is upon us. I hope you are all ready. Enjoy your football.